We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gyramangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. And then there was one. One what? One nail. Oh. Left from the merch shoot my stick on nails with people have been loving by the way yeah they're a hit and like i said they don't last that long but i still back them because it's been over a week right no it hasn't been oh has it no we did the merch what is time yeah school holiday track yeah clearly (laughs) but yeah big fan of the stick on nail yep realize i don't have time to sit at a nail salon no who does no one but producer kate yeah just uh yeah brought our attention to this other kind of stick on nail called gel wraps gel wraps yeah they mm. look rad i want to give them a go it's basically nail stickers is what i'm yeah that deriving. just cheapens it like yeah, gel yeah. wraps is a better Sounds brand way bougier. <laughs> yeah 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 and stickers but i will uh, be the nail correspondent yes, for the podcast i will it. try some nail wraps and i'll report back because we need these hacks in our lives yeah none of us cosy lives man we can't be going sitting for two hours and spending a hundred bucks on our nails can't no way done. no way look the one thing i don't think i can do myself at home is a petty who can? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Manny, I yeah. can handle. I can get around that. I can do stick on nails, whatever. I'm actually considering my mm-hmm. sister just bought her first at home nail situation with the curing light and everything. Thinking about having a go and then might get on board. But petty, I can't do my own petty. Petty's tricky. I need someone with a cheese grater to get those feet looking human again. You know? And, and can I just say that if you are someone who gets a shellac petty, mm. what the fuck are you doing? I, I'm that person. You're looking at her. It's a waste of money. Why? Try, I challenge you nah. to try and get. Excuse me, give it a go. Yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. Next I'm actively time, listening. Thank you. Next time you go and get a pedicure, <laughs> yeah. go for normal polish. I know it gets, goes against who you are, yeah. but you will marvel at how long it lasts because you don't use your feet at the same frequency as you do your hands. Your hands, you're washing them, you're cooking, you're doing yeah, your yeah. hair, you're scrubbing yourself. Mm. Your feet, it, it lasts as Does long it? as shellac. Yes. But you get one chip and the whole thing's wrecked. Nope. You, it doesn't chip. What's it chipping on? I don't know. My, my Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what's the okay, price difference? It's a niche problem. Okay? What is the price difference between shellac and normal? Five dollars? No. Twenty-five. No. Hundred p. Kate, can you look up the di- price difference between shellac, pedicure, and normal? And we'll come back to you after this song. <laughs> We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host. Hey, Rebs, why are we doing this so fast? Well, because I want to get back to the chat about <laughs> shellac versus normal toe polish, yep. okay? Not yep. hand nail polish, toe polish. Different. Um, just a little, by the way, Kate is at the name of our producer. Yes, it's also my name. That's why I'm referred to as Rebs and we refer to her as Kate or KD. I wasn't saying to myself, Kate, go check the price. I'm so glad we cleared that up for our deals. <laughs> Seriously, Rebs, you talk about Cozy Lives. Yeah. I am trying, actively trying to find ways to help us all save money. Yep, yep. And here you are shitting on my normal toe polish. No, but so hear me out. Hearing you out. Active listening in return. Yes. <laughs> so I've had this shellac petty. I'm just going to show Gem my shellac petty. I understand this is an audio platform, right? I've had that yep. since February. Let me have a good look at it. Give me your foot. Give me your foot. This was done the first week of February. Okay. We are in the last week of April. So what's that? Two and a half months? Yep. Like it's growing out. That's how perfect it Babe, is. Babe, it'll look the same. No, it won't look the same. How do you know you haven't tried it? Because if I get one chip, the whole thing looks skanky. I feel like I'm talking to Rafa. Try something new. When it's done well, it doesn't chip. It really? Mine just grow out until it's so feral. Show me yours. No, my toes aren't done at the okay, moment. Well, okay. <gasps> I'm trying to save money. Okay. Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah, totally. Okay, so... You're telling me if I just get regular polish, yes. that it'll just be just as good as a shellac mini. Yep. And that gamble is going to cost me, is going to be no, a saving. No, it's going off. to be a saving. 
<laughs> of $25. You reckon 25? Correct. 20. Okay, but it's not 5. All right, but it's not 25. <laughs> You were closer. Thank you. I'll give you that. Thank you. Okay, $20 saving is not nothing. And can we talk about the fact that $20 is four coffees? I was going to say that. Four coffees? No. Well, I don't know where you're getting your $5 coffee. Aren't coffees $5? Do you know how much your hot chocolate was this morning? $7.60. I apologize. It's fine. No, I'm not okay with that. (laughs) What? $7.60 with regular milk. What? That's what hot beverages cost now. $6.90 Six ninety if you're lucky. Well, I'll be giving that up. Then, but I liked I? your little math. It's still three coffees, which is still three days of the week you can be a functional human being. So we'll still save the twenty bucks. That's still good. Hi. She's shook. She can't even speak. She's that emoji <laughs> with a mouth open and a perfect circle, and the eyes just staring ahead. I, I would have been shocked if you said six dollars fifty for a hot chocky. But the oh, fact that it was standard. seven. How much is your cruise espresso? Belgian chocolate syrup hot chocolate. It's been a while since I've had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really tried to change my habits. Yeah, no, totally. I have. Totally. Yeah. I'm shooketh. Yeah. Yeah. Then they ain't cheap anymore. Wow. Our Perth and like Adelaide listeners must be like, fucking Sydney. (laughs) There's no way a coffee would cost $7 in any of the other states. No. Perth. I grew up in Perth. Coffee has always been. You grew up in Perth. (laughs) I grew up in. Jim went to uni in Perth. <laughs> you kind of did grow up in Perth. I did. I became a woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> DLs for context. I lived in Perth for Someone three be years. Like, Hang on, I thought she grew up in Thailand. Wait, didn't she grow up in the UK? <laughs> Look, I became womanly in Perth. Okay. I spent three years from age 18 to 21 living in Perth. Coffee is dear. Yeah, of course. Things sometimes are more expensive because of the freight, I guess. Cars in Perth are dearer. There's yeah, a whole right. number of, like, a pitcher of beer is dearer. Like, it's Perth is on a its own. Of <laughs> beer. Beer. A pitcher of beer. A pail of milk is dearer. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, anyway. Sharp left turn. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to have a five-year-old? I'm okay with it now. Okay. Yeah. It's pre-grieved. I did. As they would say on succession, you yeah. pre-grieved. Yeah. It was like 99% anticipation, 1% like, oh yeah, you're, yeah. you're five now. Okay. Of course. Yeah. This is what time does. Yeah. It moves on and you get older. <laughs> Hello, logic. <laughs> but I'm really proud of her yeah. as a five-year-old. It's the first time I've sort of been quite reflective-y. It's funny, like my mum said to me the other day, I didn't get nostalgic or sentimental about you hitting certain ages. Mm. I only got excited. And mum's like, it's just very interesting Mm. even hearing you, Gem, talk about your nervousness about sending them to school and how you might feel. And mum's like, I just sent you, like, I didn't really think about it. I was like, this is just a part of life. It's a graduation in a sense and a milestone and off you go. And I was excited for you. But mum said, it's just really interesting how your generation reflect so much more on feelings. Not to disagree, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I can't, but can I posit that potentially they've forgotten those feelings yeah, with, I do think with they the passing do. of time yeah. and the other things have taken precedence. It's so funny because I remember my mum once saying to me, oh, we never had a change table. We just put you down on the bed. And then I was watching an old home movie. Stop it. Recently because yeah. my sister got them all converted. And what's in the background of my sister's nursery? A, a change, change table. table. And I was like, see, and that's not no shade to my mum whatever who cares not important but it's just interesting how our memories change over yeah. time what we did and didn't have and what we did and didn't feel and hello can i just say that people in the 80s were also smart enough to know that it hurts your fucking back to change a nappy on a couch or on a bed yeah. like you need a change table get a change table save um, on chiropractor fees <laughs> so she turned five well i guess this is what i don't have time for oh okay I have a lot of time for Rafa turning five, but you know what I don't have time for? Don't you have time for? Big kid birthday parties. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sing it, sister. Yeah. I've entered a new era. I did my first low-key drop-and-run party, and I'm like, this is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. There's no going back. So DLs, uh, dedicated DLs who are back catalogue listeners, you will know that I threw Rafa a massive fourth birthday party. And, I, you know, I have no regrets about that. No, I, it was out of COVID. You yes. know, we all wanted to socialise. And also, I think subconsciously I knew that this was potentially the last 
kid party where I could be in full control of the guest list. I don't even think it was subconscious. I think you literally said that on the mic last year. This is probably the last time. Yeah, yeah. I, I sit corrected then. It was completely <laughs> conscious and I loved it. We, we invited all of our friends plus their kids plus siblings yep. and it was just wild. Yep. There was lots Big of bonanza. people. Big bonanza. So fair, big it had to be in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> fairies galore. Like yeah. it, it was huge, but it was exhausting. Yeah. If I'm honest, I had yeah. a great time, but you know, when you're hosting, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I feel like guests have a better time because people Obviously. huddle into their social groups and yeah. just catch up. And there I was being a little butterfly sort of wafting over here, wafting over there. And you got to clean up and get the kids are all high on sugar and like crazy. Yeah. And you got to get naps done. All yeah. the things. Yeah. Now this year did it very differently. Very guided by Rafa down to her guest list. I limited it to eight guests, but yep. it ended up being seven because not everyone could attend. So it was eight, including Rafa. Oh, beautiful. I didn't realize that if you want to do a drop and run party that you need to let parents know. Oh yeah. And I hadn't put it on the invitation. Oh. So I quickly messaged everyone the night before and said, hey, just so you know, I forgot to put it on the invitation. It's actually a drop and run party. So you're welcome to drop your little one off. But if you don't feel comfortable, you're more than welcome to stay. Because I realized that all of Rafa's friends are turning five. Some of them are still four and I didn't want to yeah. force their parents yeah. to leave them if they weren't yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Did anyone stay? No one. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, an hour and a half to myself. Thank you. <laughs> it was bliss. Yeah. Like I never thought I would describe a party as blissful, yeah. but it was. I just had eight little four, five-year-olds and one fairy, which is money well spent. Yeah, and yeah. Fairy Sky DLs, if you want her number, I'm happy to put it in the Facebook group. I'm yeah, happy nice. for her to be inundated with work. She is freaking incredible. What's the age cap for Fairy Sky, do you reckon? Like, do you think she could wrangle eight-year-olds? Seven? It's hard for me to answer because I don't have yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten. When year I olds. was a fairy. Yes. What was the oldest eight. age bracket? It went okay. up to eight. And then after that it became like high five party or a disco party okay. or whatever. It was like eight was the cap. But like Isla would be like a fairy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, but Isla's years beyond her age. I know, but I, I even knowing her friends, I don't think mm. they'd be into a fairy, but they would be into someone paying them attention and doing activities with them. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I will say at my brother's 40th, we had a range of ages mm -hmm. and there were older kids. I would say the oldest was maybe seven. Yeah. And he was into it because okay. it was like, oh, adults are boring. Yeah. This is something interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, cool. I don't know, but Fairy Sky was the bees. Like she had them eating out of the palm of her love hand. It. We love you, Fairy Sky. And even Sim, who works with me, her daughter Riley is Rafa's best friend. Like Sim was like, Riley's just not interested in fairies, Jim. Like she, she never has been. She went to a party this other weekend and she just couldn't have cared less so don't be offended yeah if Riley no Riley was hook line and sinker oh, yep she so was she's like a proper pro fairy well a DL slid into my dms and said oh I know Shelly because that's mm -hmm. her name Shelly she was a primary school teacher uh, so I was like ding 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 yeah. like this makes sense you know how to corral a crowd of kids oh so good is she still a primary school teacher I'm not sure or is the sad truth that she could make more money being a children's <laughs> entertainer than being a career teacher well I'd be surprised Price. She's very reasonably priced, which is why I kind of want everyone to saturate her with yep. work because she's Get amazing. Up. But my favorite thing is that she gives everyone unique names. I know. I love that you love this. So Rafa was Rafa Roo, but she also <laughs> speaks in this sing-songy Cinderella voice. Rafa Roo, we need to put the decorations up. And there was a girl named Lucy was Lucy Lou. And then there was a girl called Harper and she was like, Harper's Bazaar. And even Harper was like, what? And she was like, Harper's Bazaar is an amazing magazine and your name is Harper's Bazaar. And then there was, you know, at my brother's party, there was James who she called James and the Giant Peach. But we got to one little girl in the group and her name is Kiana, which is a more unusual name. And I thought, oh, here we go. What's she going to do see here? see what she's got here. Yeah. Without skipping a beat. Oh, Kiana, who loves Moana. <laughs> Just amazing. So quick. Yeah, so quick. So good. Anyway, enough about Fairy Sky. So what did you have to do at the party? Put food out? Food. Yeah. yeah so I ugh, love the good mum. So in a... <laughs> I was going to say... Hubs did it or the good mum helped. What, what, what happened? In a state of panic, I, I said to the good mum, I don't know what I'm doing for food. I'm overwhelmed. And she was like, how many kids have you got? And I was like, eight. And she said, okay, get your notes out. I was like, yes, ma'am. She's like, go to Baker's Delight, yep. get four finger buns, maybe get a ham and cheese scroll or a Vegemite scroll combination, four max. Yep. Get two punnets of strawberries, cut them up, get a watermelon, cut that up. And then 
some treat things, bag of twisties and then a bag of Allen's mixed lollies done. They're not going to eat that much. It's morning tea time. They will have had breakfast. Dude, I (laughs) copied it textbook. Like even the good mum was like, there's my list on the table, you know? And I was like, yeah, babe, I like followed it like a recipe. Uh, Like I didn't deviate. I can imagine you standing in Baker's Delight being like, no, I need four. I need four finger buns. Oh no, I sent hubs to do the actual (laughs) shopping. No, I didn't do the actual shopping. Okay, so getting back to what you did for the party, <laughs> what did you do? I did the food prep. I cut up strawberries. I cut up watermelon. Yep. You know, she cut I, up some watermelon, guys. I cut up finger buns into thirds. Congrats! I don't know, you asked me the question. I'm responding. This is why it was so chill. <laughs> she didn't do anything. No, I didn't. How good? Yeah. Was, was there delightful. much of a cleanup? No, like it was eight a little hack. fairies. Look, I'm not gonna lie. Like I did zoom out for a minute when the girls were quietly sitting there making flower crowns in (laughs) silence and I was like what sorcery is this I did wonder and again I don't want to lean into gender cliches but I wondered if this was doable with a group of eight Eight boys five-year-old boys yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I don't know with you you knowing Teddy and his group of friends and parties what would you say if it was lego or magnetic blocks Mm. or yeah or craft yeah Yeah. potentially yeah Yeah. when my kids used to do art class they don't do it anymore sadly but when they did do it um there was more boys than girls in the class and I always walk into a silent you know concentrated I think it's just like when their brains being occupied you know yeah um but yeah you never know with a bit of sugar there might be some wrestling going on in the corner as well (laughs) But there might be a moment of silence. But yeah, girls, I mean. But I guess what I want to say to any DLs who have been hesitant about drop and run parties, don't even think twice, do it. Yeah. So this is the thing. If you're not here yet, here's the unwritten contract we all sign. Mm -hmm. Once a year or twice a year or however many kids you have. So say you've got three kids, three times a year, you will host a drop and run party for all the gremlins and it'll be hell. Gems is blissful. I'm telling you, if you have the whole class or whatever, 20 whatevers, it's hell. But you cop that. You cop that two hour hell because 20 other times throughout the year, you get an hour and a half to yourself. Peace. Go get a coffee, Mm. do whatever you want, get your nails done, whatever you want in that time. So it's this little bargain we make to have one or two times of hell a year for 40 little micro moments of peace love that and not to sound like an antisocial asshole but there was something really nice about not catering to adults or their siblings yes yeah it was just because that when i reflect that's when it gets crazy correct when i reflect back to rafa's fourth birthday it wasn't the kids that were stressful it was making sure all the grown-ups had enough food and adults you know they ultimately eat more than kids and then we provided booze and we wanted to make sure everyone we were more concerned about the adults having a good time because we know kids froth on anything and I think the biggest takeaway lesson from Rafa's drop and run petite fifth birthday party is that kids just want cake yep a goodie bag we did goodie bags yep nice and balloons and they're fucking happy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And a new location. Like the, yeah, that's yeah. all they, that's all they need. Yeah, they don't need a full meal. No. <laughs> and no one sends their kid to a party hoping they'll get a full meal. That's mm. the other thing. No, totally. It just halves everything if there's no adults to cater yeah. for. I will say Isla's third birthday, we hired a coffee van. Sick. And I did no food for the adults. I did cake and like some fairy bread and some fruit for the little kid for the kids and we it wasn't drop and run yet because there were three and we hired a coffee van I think it was like 200 bucks but like I would have spent that at Woolies trying to cater for everyone easily and it was at 10 o'clock in the morning and the coffee van like reversed up our driveway and we just opened the back gate and all the parents could just get like a real coffee so great and it was a hit everyone was like what is this this is a hack because it was like you're asking people to turn up to a massive social event at 10 a.m like yeah that's anyway. why I don't think four or five is too young for a drop and run. And honestly, I, I sat yeah. down with all the kids and I just said, here's the bathrooms, yeah. guys, if anyone needs a toilet. Like, you, just, you know, just, they've never been to your house before. Like, you've got to kind of you got to MC it. Before we get yeah. started, a little bit of housekeeping. Bathrooms yeah. are over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exits over there <laughs> if an incident of a fire. <laughs> but it's funny, like, Sim, she said to me, are you worried because you don't really know all of the parents of the kids who mm. are being dropped off? What if some of them don't let their kids eat sugar? And mm-hmm. honestly, I was like, that's not my problem. Yeah. Like that's for them to Let tell their know. kid. Yeah. No, like yeah. I'm not going to not have that shit just because you're someone who's against that. Yeah. You can choose not to allow your kid to attend. Yeah. You can brief your child. I mean, one of Rafa's best mates is gluten free. Yeah. 
and she knows what she can and can't eat, but it's just not my responsibility, yeah, I totally. guess. Does that yeah. make me sound like a gremlin? I don't know. No. So, yeah. Great. So, success. So, Rafa had a great time. Yep. And yes. I had a great and time. And you cut some watermelon. I did. And that's a win, it girlfriend. Is. Thanks, babe. That's a win. Did you outsource the cake? I assume you did. Are we friends? Okay. Do you know me? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You... What, you expect me to get my Dude, Betty Crocker on? me lately in the last year. You know, you're evolving. You're getting into all these things I never thought you would, you oh, know. Thank you. But no, that's far too much credit <laughs> for me. Cheesecake Factory delivered. Thank you very much. Great. Okay, good. Fantastic. Well done. One more birthday. Locked away. So do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for, babe? It's funny because I don't really need to have time for it because it's not relevant to me, but I just want to talk about it. Yeah. Have you noticed, you know, this pregnant fashion. Mm. So when I was pregnant my first two times, it was like a tight dress, like a midi dress, sleeveless with like a cardigan over the top or a denim jacket. Revs, when you were pregnant with Isla, was pregnancy fashion even a thing? Uh, Barely. Just starting. Like just. Like like there was gross maternity shops, but Mm. you could like on Pinterest find how... Basically the standard was a tight dress with a denim jacket and like converse yeah that was like what pregnant women wore and there is a specific pregnancy fashion that goes alongside the regular fashion right yeah have you noticed on instagram pinterest wherever you look at images the pregnancy fashion at the moment is belly out Yes. And it's like some little top with like one button, no bra, and then like some plissé pants, belly out. Yeah. Oiled, moisturized, tanned, perfect, no scar belly out. I feel like we're talking about the same person. No, it's not a person. It's oh. everywhere. I mean, Rihanna started it, right? Oh, did she? Cause I was thinking about Renee Barge. Oh, yeah. She looks I mean, amazing pregnant. I've never seen such a stylish pregnant person Stunning. in my life. Stunning. But, but no, how I, do you feel about it? Well, I'm just I, I, like cool i'm just like if i was pregnant with a belly right now i would be so intimidated by that fashion because Mm. i don't know about you guys but when i've got a belly it's got historical stretch marks from puberty then it's got stretch marks from the first pregnancy then i've got my little snail trail that's off center and then there's that what's that stuff called that linea negra that is it Spanish? <laughs> Rinia Negra. Yeah, Negra is a Spanish word. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The pigmentation yeah. that goes in the line. I was a bit self-conscious about my Linea Negra. I grow a fuzz, yeah. like a little like... Hairy It's fuzz. not hair. It's like a f- peach fuzz yeah. that I just grow that all over my belly. Like, sure, I could like wax it and tan it and oil it up, I guess. But I'm just, I'm just like, how are the pregnant bitches doing this? Like they must feel pressure to Rihanna up and wear a little gorgeous belly chain. That's the other part of this. They, they wear like jewelry on it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a trend reserved for a certain type of person. Yeah, sure. Like okay. I don't see, uh, it's not fair of me to say that every mama, but like the people who I've seen it have profile sure. for being like Rihanna or being known for fashion. fashion. Yeah, I haven't, looks. Yeah, I haven't seen a great deal of, you know, the chaotic mums of the gram <laughs> who I love to follow, like necessarily rocking that style. Yeah. But it feels aspirational to I guess. me. But I get, but like, even see with like the trackies right down low mm. and like a little cute little top and the hair in a top, not like there's a casual version yeah. and there's like a Met Gala version, but it's like, I would feel so alienated when you already are like you're already foreign in your body when you're pregnant. <laughs> then on top of that to be like, Oh, this is how, this is how we pregnant girls are supposed to roll like wouldn't it just make oh my god look all I can say is I'm glad that wasn't a hit when I was pregnant because I think I would have wanted to give it a shot but I genuinely was very self-conscious about my linear neck which is so stupid yeah but like most people's runs from the belly button to the vag but mine ran from my bra line yeah all the way and it was crooked like yeah mine was too yeah Mine was off center, ever so off center. And it led to a conversation with my OB where she was like, oh yeah, well, you'll probably find your whole body's slightly off mm-hmm. center in the same direction. I was like, sorry. And then it made me like, you know, things you don't ever, can't ever unsee. Mm. Like that my eyebrows are just slightly that way. My nose just goes slightly that way. My teeth, the middle of my teeth is in line with that line. My boob, everything, like my whole body is just slightly to the left. My part yeah, is it like is. on the I'm same I'm looking at line. it right now. And it's like just ever so slightly yeah 
off kilter. <laughs> but how confronting is that filter on Instagram where it mirrors one half of your face and then you suddenly go, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not symmetrical. Like I actually all. work better being asymmetrical than when oh, it's because it symmetricalizes yeah, yeah, yeah. one yeah, half yeah, of yeah. your face sure. and then you go, I look like an alien. Yeah. Or I look like a pit bull. Like I look like I'm in a hall of mirrors. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes your eyes suddenly look really close together or really far apart. I'm looking at your face now and I'm studying it and I can see your right eye sits closer to the bridge of your nose than your left eye that if we mirrored image it your eyes would look closer together on this side and really far apart on yeah, the other that's why that's my good side I know. so interesting <laughs> i love it i love it anyway confronting confronting pregnancy things like any body thing you know it's like oh my god now there's a cool way to have a fucking huge bump don't pander to it guys no one has to do it i mean or do it if you love it exactly like, or do it if you're comfortable i mean look let's do a thought experiment if we were both pregnant tomorrow mm-hmm. and we were talking pregnancy style, mm-hmm. would you give it a red hot go? Look, if I reckon if I had an event, I might want to. Mm, like fucking bejewel that shit. Well, but it would take a lot of effort and planning and I'd have to, you know what I mean? I wouldn't just be able to do it, you know? Would you wax the peach fuzz? Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm already tired. Like I'm already <laughs> tired even thinking about it. But yeah, like it's gorgeous. It's, gla- it's And I love that it's like celebrating what you would almost – I think even two generations ago would be told to hide away. Mm. Like if you look at maternity fashion in the 60s, it was all moo-moos, moo-moos baby doll dresses, which yes. I just think is so fucked up. It's There's- so infantilizing and strange and ugh. And then it kind of went hard the other way in the 80s where it was like, oh, sexy pregnant. It's like kind of can be awkward. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, fishnets and oh my God, <laughs> red what? nails and like like Pam Anderson pregnant, oh, you know? wow. Okay, yeah. And then I guess in our era, it's been quite like mom, mom uniform. uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I feel like it's going into this like cool pregnant because mm. I guess the Hadids and Rihanna and all those like, I guess when Hailey Bieber is pregnant, there'll be a whole new pregnant fashion that comes from her. You know, there's all the uh, Kylie Jenner, like, you know, yeah. these kind of like cool Zoomers are setting some kind of fashion. It just always... Uh, wait, makes me worry when a body type is a fashion and this feels like a body type to me right yeah it yeah. does it yeah. really does i don't see our curvier girls rocking this as much yeah i've got, had some curvy friends go through pregnancy who have all collectively said oh i feel like people don't see my bump until the very end yeah right yeah and feel really self-conscious about mm. the perception of pregnancy versus their perception of weight when do public. you get a bump when you're pregnant halfway I was an early shower um, and even earlier with Iggy the second time. And even though I felt enormous, I kind of loved having the bump because I could eat a million meals and just (laughs) let it all hang out. That was like my favorite part about pregnancy was I didn't feel this stupid societal pressure to like tuck it in. You know, I could just let it all hang out. It's that awkward first trimester when you're like, my hips have gone, my body's holding fluid. Yeah, Yeah, you feel feel girthier. I feel girthier. Kathy has the best way yeah. to put it. It's like, I'm thicker. Yeah, I'm thick, thicker. Yeah, but no, no one knows no I'm one pregnant knows. and I just have a puffy face. And like, oh, some people don't do this. Some people are just gloriously like earth mother through the whole thing. But yeah, we were both puffy, fluidy, yeah. fuzzy, yeah. <laughs> angry bitches. We really were. And until you, and when you finally have a bump, you're like, now it's telegraphed yes. to everybody that I'm not just a fat, grumpy, fuzzy, fluidy bitch. I'm pregnant. I'm yeah. growing life. I'm special. <laughs> So true. While we're talking about bodies, we need to talk about the Bluey episode. Yeah, we do. The Bluey episode that has shocked the world and sparked so much conversation and put you all in all of our DMs asking us our take on the Bluey episode. Mm. So for any DLs who aren't up to speed... Gosh, how broad do I go here? Go broad. Okay, so our overseas DLs is a very well-loved Australian kids animation. It's called Bluey. It's a family of blue healers. And the reason why it's loved is because it's the scripts of each episode are kind of designed to cater to parents yeah. as well as kids. It's got that double layer kids storytelling. Love it. Parents love it. The characters are very modern. Like yep. it's very contemporary. It's yep. not like Peppa Pig where everyone's a bit formal and, and whingy. whingy. <laughs> it's like real domestic storylines in like, it's just beautifully done. It's very wholesome. Yeah. And there's always a comedic element yeah, and a very in cheek and a beautiful message at the end. Yeah. Anyway, 
Every time Bluey drops a new episode, parents freak out because every new episode is long awaited. Yeah, because we've watched the ones that have already dropped. On loop. 50,000 times each. It's like, yay, new content. Now, a new episode dropped and every episode has a name and this one was called Exercise. And in the first 30 seconds of the episode is Bandit the Dad wandering around in the bathroom and his kids are playing in the bathroom in the background and he looks at himself in the mirror and he huffs. Then he walks over to a set of scales. He jumps on the scales. Then he's met with another sigh over himself. And then he walks back in front of the mirror and he starts pinching his the belly. rolls on his belly. Yeah. And Bluey says, what's up, dad? Yeah. And he says, oh, oh, I just no, need to do some, some exercise. exercise. And then Chili, Bluey's mum, walks into the bathroom and she jumps on the scale and then she lets out an enormous sigh and then it cuts to yeah. the intro. She's like, tell me about it or something yes. like that. Yeah. yeah. So they both want to lose weight, I guess, is the inference. Yeah. People. Cue the internet. Lost <laughs> their minds. <laughs> Fucking pitchforks <laughs> and parents. Cancel Bluey. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> but before we dive into the nitty gritty of the first 30 seconds, mm-hmm. what we do want to say is the messaging for the next seven minutes of the episode is actually quite lovely. And I think a lot of people on the internet agree with this, that the overarching message of you need to do exercise so that you can be more active and move your bodies and exercise with your kids. To yeah, exercise is a joy. It can be joyful. It makes us feel less sluggish. You know, that's yeah. kind of the message. Yeah. yeah. And that was all positive. Moving your body is good for you was the general overall message, I thought. Yeah. But yeah. the first 30 seconds yeah. triggered a hell of a lot of yeah. people. Yeah. I did a poll on my Instagram where I asked people how they felt about the first 30 seconds and if it should be re-edited. Because that's what people are calling for is to edit it out. And I put two options and one was, yes, I didn't like the scales and I didn't like the fat shaming. And the fat shaming that I'm referring to is the moment that Bandit squishes his belly fat. And then the second option I put was no, as in don't edit it. Because this is real life and sparks important conversations. Now, I was quite surprised by the results because 68% of people were in favor of keeping the episode as it is. 68? 68. I'm surprised by that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I thought it would be overwhelming in the other direction. Like cancelled. Or 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's your take on it? I'm a fence sitter. Yeah, right. If I'm honest. And being a fence sitter is very boring. So I'll try and come to some sort of opinion. (laughs) Do I think that the first 30 seconds of the episode could have been done differently? I do. It wouldn't have hurt for the animators to show another version of Bandit and Chili feeling sluggish. For example, they could have been walking up a set of stairs puffing and referencing the fact that they need exercise. I don't know if we needed the explicit imagery of jumping on a set of scales and pinching your body fat. Mm. What are your thoughts, Revs? Um, I'm a little bit similar to you. I love the show. I think it's a beautiful show. It's an amazing contribution to the lives of our children and us. The episode Sleepy Time is one of the most moving pieces of television I've consumed in the last 10 years. Mm. Like it is such a gentle, loving, like really on the pulse healthy TV show and I love that my kids love it and I think it's great. So I'm a huge fan of the creators. I'm a huge fan of the whole bluey franchise. Same. Do we need body checking in our children's shows? No. Like I I agree with you. There could have been a lot of other ways that that Bandit and Chili could have been like, oh yeah, I'm feeling sluggish or I'm feeling a bit tired or Yeah, I want to get healthy, I want to move my body to feel better. Or I've like fallen off the exercise wagon or yeah, as you say, like a way they if they would have been a little bit puffed or something, that might have been a more healthy way. But I also don't think it deserves the pitchforks and the rage. Same. I just think it's somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. where but, but I'm having trouble forming my thought because I've got so many thoughts yes, about it. Yes. But I also actually do empathize with the people who are really triggered and upset. I empathize with them because I think we are trying, we're in a period of overcorrection. We are working our we're tits working, off to protect our kids. Yeah. And we don't want our kids to end up with the body issues that we have had mm. from the culture and the diet culture and the body culture and the pop culture that we grew up in. But also the generation before us who yeah. were ignorant yep. to what we know now. Yep. And maybe we grew up in households with a lot of unwelcome comments that we didn't know were unwelcome, but bled into our psyche and caused yep. a whole lot of issues. Totally. And I've talked about before, 
before on this podcast how I went too far the other way with my kids and yeah. then they started to think that fat or talking about a body was rude. Mm. And, and, and we were talking about this before off the mic. And then you get into kind of gaslighting. Yeah. Like where you're like, no, 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 you can't even talk about it. Like it's a taboo subject. It's taboo. And then it yeah. becomes another thing. So you yeah. can go too far the other way. I do though really, really empathize with people who've been really upset by it because I know there is a huge amount of community of people who are working so hard to undo the damaging effects of diet culture. And Bluey is so on the money every time. Yeah. You know, it's, they, they had an amazing episode about infertility. They have episodes about the baby pass, race is yeah, my the passing favorite. of time on yeah. milestones yeah. with children. They do a lot of, it's, it's all subtle as well. Like it's yeah. just beautifully woven in, in a really Australian, really down to earth way. They deal with a lot of topics. And so they probably were like, let's deal with this topic. Um, I would love to have been in that writer's room and hear because they must have had this chat and they must be devastated to see the reaction because I'm almost certain that the show didn't set out to body shame anyone. And I do think intention gets lost. Yeah. And I think we forget about intention and there is no way that the creators of Bluey set out to fat shame. No. However, intention is fine, but it's not, I guess – really at the core of it do we need that kind of thing in our kids shows I would say no and if they want to edit it out or find another way I would say that's I'm in support of that I'm in support of it too Rebs like we've made some faux pas in our podcast where we've said things incorrectly we've offended people without meaning to and we remove it from our episodes it's actually not that hard to do you don't need to double down and be pig-headed about it you can go oh I totally missed the mark on that I was naive to that I didn't get it you know what I'm gonna edit it because I don't want anyone else to be hurt by it and I want to show people that we care we care and also we've made a mistake and it's fine to make mistakes but then yeah we had this really interesting conversation before about you know you don't want to gaslight your kids that bodies are different and their bodies are going to change and they have to be free to actually be able to talk about that. My personal issue on the gaslighting front with bodies is that if Rafa grows up, becomes a teenager and has certain insecurities about her body, even though I've raised her in an environment where we just simply don't comment on our bodies or I certainly don't have any negative self-talk in front of her and I've modeled that. If she's having negative thoughts Mm -hmm. about herself, I don't want her to feel gaslit where she can't express those Mm -hmm. because it gets minimized because I'm like working so hard to be like, no, we don't talk about, but you're beautiful. Cause this is the other thing, this idea where you go so hard to counter, Mm. it doesn't matter what someone tells you about yourself. How you feel is how you feel in the same way that when I grew up, it didn't matter how many people told me my ethnicity was what made me beautiful. Mm. I felt different and Mm. I hated it and Mm. no one could talk me out of that. And Mm. I had a lot of identity issues because of that. And it would bother me immensely if people downplayed it. Like, what do you mean? Like Mm. your ethnicity is beautiful. And it's like, no, like I don't feel seen or heard. Yeah. So there's like, I don't want that for the next generation coming through where they, as you say, it's like a taboo subject. Yeah. They feel like they can't talk about it it or have an opinion. Yeah. And look, I feel like I've had a little bit of insight into Zuma life because I live with one now. My au pair, she's 21 years old, she is young and we have these candid conversations about how, because I'm so interested. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm like, tell me how your mind works. How have things evolved? And yeah. do you know what? I'm going to be honest, on the topic of body image, she has just the same insecurities as we all have had. Which makes me sad. Honestly, it made me sad too. Like I am 17 years her senior and I was like, fuck, like you are still still being influenced by your version of pop culture. Yeah. Like she still, like all of us did, had aspirations to be smaller. Mm. We've still got so much work to do. Which I think is why people get elevated yes. when there's like little, like, yes, insidious, yes, casual, but it's like casual racism, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, sure, it's 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 small, it's not in a big way, but those things get into a kid's oh, psyche. Oh, it chips away. Because kids look at that and go, oh, so it's bad to have a roll on your tummy. Oh, I have a roll on my tummy when I'm sitting down. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. how it starts. Yeah. I think where I would like to land personally mm. is like feminism, right? Feminism is not about women don't wear makeup because they don't shave their underarms. Feminism is about choice. So you can shave your underarms or you can let your hair grow. I think body image needs to get to a similar place mm. where positive body image is not you love yourself fat 
or you can't talk about anyone's like any differences in bodies positive body image would be oh I actually want to have a fit svelte physique or I want to train I want strong looking arms I like the look of it and that's okay just as much as it's okay to be like no I don't care what my body's like and I'll eat what I want I don't need to be a straight size it's got to be all of it yeah it's got to give permission for all of it it doesn't make you know fitness or skinniness bad I get very very elevated when the other side of the argument is like you're promoting obesity it's terrible to you know what I mean you know how those people come out the fitspo people like who was that biggest loser judge in the US who got kind of cancelled rightfully I think because she was like this body positivity you know I think Nike had bigger um, mannequins in their store in with the straight size fit mannequins Mm -hmm. didn't replace everything just added other shapes inclusivity included other shapes because not only sporties tiny size eights can wear leggings everyone can wear leggings and you know she was like this is promoting obesity fuck off yeah fuck off fuck off it is not promoting obesity it's saying hey would you like to wear some leggings there is your size here available to you 100p and it's like you're allowed to choose to let your body sit at its natural weight to enjoy food and be a bigger size if you want or to control it that's the thing it's not about one's right one's wrong but I think we are learning things like body checking obsessive weighing all those kind of things in front of our kids sends the wrong message just as we talk about that body neutrality is a journey yeah it's not a destination no I don't feel like we're ever going to land anywhere yeah on what's right and wrong in this approach I think I guess I've had some time to reflect on this because this chat it gets so heated so quickly and people get defensive and protective Mm. and then people are at war with each other and what does self-love mean and is self-love now negative or we you know like it's 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 exhausting like I feel exhausted but I love what you said about it's like feminism I think we have to bring it back to self and ultimately for me the goal is to remove self-loathing to not let my physical appearance hinder me and I think or stop you doing anything or miss out on an experience in life exactly it's like when people don't go to the beach because they can't bear the thought of being in a swimming costume Mm -hmm. and so they'll miss out on building sandcastles with their kids because they'd rather cover up and hide or something even more trivial like they don't wear that dress because I don't know you've got back fat or you've got yeah. you, you, whatever you know yeah. like you it's, miss out on the dress you love wearing because there's you're a like, lot of yeah. hiding away and I yeah. think it's about the emergence of self yeah. and just existing in the world and finding joy and in freedom things. and freedom yeah yes yeah that is the biggest thing yeah going back on the bluey episode how do we feel about the scales because the scales triggered a lot of people. Yeah. Some people were saying, I eradicated scales from my life because they were bad for X, Y, and Z. And then other people slid into my DMs and were like, well, yeah, we're now going too far the other way. Like what's wrong with understanding where your weight is? It can inform a lot of things in terms of health and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it was a real choice yeah. for the Bluey episode to include scales because my understanding is a lot of households don't really have them anymore. Haven't had I don't a scale, know. set of scales since 2012. I'm the same. We don't really yeah. have scales in our house. I don't remember sort of growing up with them. I remember in my early 20s when I moved out of home, I had a set of scales mm-hmm. because I was in peak, self-obsessed, addicted to whatever I put into my mouth in an absolutely unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And then I eradicated them. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue what I weigh. Wouldn't have a clue. I can remember though to the decimal what my goal weight was mm. at certain times. Uh, when I was pregnant, I refused, I told my OB, it was on my file. I told my OB, uh, you can weigh me. I know you need to weigh me, but I'm not going to look and I don't want you to tell me. Mm. So just write it down and I don't need to know. Yeah, Don't want to see it because it's really unhealthy for me. I will spiral if I know the metric. And I think it's okay <laughs> because I know that in the medical industry, like they need to weigh people. Sure. Like, but people do get very sensitive and hyped up about this and activated and angry it's like I don't want to know my weight and they rage against the system yeah but I think how you approach your understanding of your own physical health in your household is very different to the medical system I do think sometimes it's got to be as on an individual level look I think where this comes from is there is a trend like so many women women with endometriosis women who are bigger you know they will go to the doctor with a real genuine problem and they feel like they're not being heard Mm. because they get profiled by their 
their size. There's been talk about this for years now. Like this is being uncovered and it's changing, right? Like it is changing that doctors have assumed in the past, well, you just need to lose weight and then all your problems will go away. And that's not always the case. And sometimes women uncover things that's like, oh, no one believed me because I'm bigger. And that there's a bias and a privilege to your size in, when you're dealing with the medical industry. That's, there's so much out there about that. And we know about that. So that's probably where that comes from, that women don't feel listened to. And also we know now you can't look at someone and know if they're healthy. You like a, a tiny person can be unwell and a big person can be healthy. And then every single other version of that in between, like it's a spectrum and it's not the only metric, but we always used to think it was like we did, but I also think it's the metric is still important when it comes to the medical industry, but on an individual level, not on a blanket. No, like, but you if can't you're talking say all big people are unhealthy, that's not what I'm saying at yeah. all. I think, I think it's one puzzle to the overall health picture, yeah. but we can't go in and then say, bam, scales from the hospital. It's too triggering for people. I feel judged. Like when you say that people get profiled, based on their shape like I completely disagree with that like if a doctor is doing a visual profile of you and literally making assumptions off just you walking in the door I think it's very different to having scales in a room and needing to weigh you I don't know why my obstetrician needed to weigh me but I think it's a tell for preeclampsia sure um, but gestational diabetes but I'm not gonna rage against that like no no, no. you don't have to rage against it but no but people are revs like people in the industry are saying that it's becoming hard for them to do their jobs because people are so heightened in their sensitivities what's because there's been it's it's an overcorrection I understand the overcorrection but like your approach with your obstetrician is absolutely the, the right way. I did the same thing when I was pregnant with Iggy. I said, I know you weigh me during our sessions. I mean, I had all sorts of pregnancy issues, so I'm sure it was a calculation of what she needed to know about me. I said to her, I don't want to know because it messes with my mental health yeah. and she respected that. Yeah. But the problem is, is like there are medical health professionals who are now coming up against these sensitivities and it's like, okay, I understand, but in order for me to make a particular diagnosis or figure out your health issues, I need to fucking weigh you as one step. You don't need to know what that weight is. You don't have to look down. But But a lot of people's stories are that they get visually profiled. Okay, well, that's... Or their BMI will say they're unhealthy. And the research now is that BMI is not particularly right in every case. I think where we get caught with these things is where we try and talk about a one-size-fits-all, pun not intended, Mm. broadly, instead of on an individual level. Like, there are doctors who would never never profile someone and how they looked and their size or their BMI that would do more work. Like I've got a GP who would never do that. She's very forensic. It's all the different tests. You know what I mean? But there are definitely doctors out there who would go, well, you're overweight. And if you just sorted that out, everything else would be fine. There's everything. It's a spectrum. Yeah. And I agree. I think that's problematic, but I do think we're talking about two different things here. Okay. Like I think visual profiling is very different from people saying we should ban scales from hospitals well, is what I'm saying. saying that? Like, people are. Yeah, but like, it's people, not up to them. It's up to the medical community to say, no, I, we're not going to ban scales. I, I we need to weigh people. Of course. And they are saying we can't ban them in the same way that, you know, Rafa got measured at her every monthly checkup because her weight was trending downwards and yeah. they needed to check her weight scale month yeah. to month to check that she was still thriving. Okay, like that's actually a really good example. So remember how much distress it was for you that she was this low percentile and it was trending down. And we used to say, tell me what you are on the percentile. Like bodies and adults come in so many different shapes and sizes and no one has a clue when they're an adult where they are on the percentile but it was that layer of like oh she's low on the percentile and she's turning down like 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 obviously as a as a baby and a toddler you need to keep an eye on that because Mm -hmm. it might mean other things but do you remember we always used to say well it you know of course someone has to be at the end of the scale totally and that's the conclusion that we came into and how I felt in the moment where I felt like it was a reflection on me that I wasn't feeding my child enough yeah didn't make me feel good but then I landed on the conclusion myself but for every Rafa who was like oh she's just petite there's also a mum through the discovery of weighing her child is discovering that her child is not thriving Mm. in early childhood and therefore needs intervention and it turns out they have a whole host of problems I know someone personally who went through that but without weighing them you can't get that information so there has to be a a happy medium medium well I think it's again it goes back to the broad 
versus the individual and advocating for yourself. So yeah. what we did in our pregnancy is saying, I don't want to know my weight. That's advocating for yourself. It yes. wasn't saying ban scales, you can't weigh me, but it was saying, I'm going to protect myself. Yes. And that's my responsibility to do that. And it's the doctor's responsibility to weigh you and get the metrics they need. Like everyone just needs personal accountability. Yes. I think where this triggers people is when a TV show that is beloved, that all our kids watch has a message of fat rolls are bad, bigger is worse. And it is broad. I don't think that their message that bigger was worse was in there. Well, but, but the scale, they weren't happy with the number on the scales. True. So that is the message. Big, mm. Oh, I've gone up. Bigger is worse. And the other thing for our girls, as we know, and this is why I got rid of scales years ago. You know, I, I remember, oh my God, being in a full restriction, full restriction, pre my wedding, absolutely like living by the scales. I weigh myself every morning, every single morning. And I needed to see it trending down. And if I had my period or if I'd had something salty or whatever, it would go up or stay the same. And the, it would ruin my day. Yeah, then you'd punish yourself. The devastation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it can just get so unhealthy. Mm. I think a scale in a doctor's office is so different to scales in the family bathroom but with I children get- watching. Yes, but there will be a bunch of DLs who have scales and for whatever reason they feel secure within the parameters of knowing, you know, like I just... No, no, I'm not talking about individual households. Yeah. I'm talking about when it's shown on Bluey, it has a responsibility. Anything you put on a kid's TV show, that like, because they're the every family. Well, this is partly why I think that people are as activated yeah. and as enraged as they are yeah. because it's a kid's show. Yeah. More so than anything else. Oh, I feel like this succession and someone weighed themselves and was like, oh, you'd be like, oh, that's an interesting character choice. They have body issues. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Or some people be like hard relate, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's our protectiveness yes. over the next generation and is what's speaking volumes. But frankly, we should be protective. 100p. We were fucked up. We have a responsibility to correct it for yeah. our kids. That's what every generation does is learns from the generation before and corrects the mistake or at least tries to. Yes. And we're never going to com- be perfect. No one's ever going to be perfect. Oh, we can't control the world. No, we can't. And yes, there's always going to be a level of attractiveness. Mm. And I think even in the last 10 years, that is broadening like, what's attractive. Absolutely. Like, I follow a lot of, by accident now, because of, I follow a lot of skincare and beauty and stuff on Instagram. I now am seeing so much trend of acne being uncovered and like women with acne also doing a really cool eye and not filtering and not covering up their acne. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. There's real ownership. That's amazing. Mm. Like what, like, and, and, you know, as we've talked about before with body inclusive campaigns that brands do the first time you see it, you're like, ew. Second time you're like, okay. And then you get neutral and then you start to go, that's That's beautiful. beautiful. And that's the process. You know what I mean? And it probably isn't as dramatic as it's undone by one episode of Bluey, but I think people who are working hard to correct can be frustrated and upset by body checking. Perfect word. Yeah. 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 So in conclusion, (laughs) conclusion we've kind of gone back to where we started, where we thought, was it necessary for it to be in the episode? Probably not. Should they be burnt to the ground and canceled? No. No. But should they consider re-editing the yeah. episode? I think so. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not always a fan of editing, but I think editing contemporary, like in real time, is important. Yeah. Bestie. Yo. Hit me with your knot spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Have I got a knot spawn for you? Here okay. You go. I'm going to be really honest about something. Oh, I've ooh. not used this product oh. myself. Okay. But I have seen it in action okay. used by someone else and I was flabbergasted (laughs) yeah it's a goodie yeah it's a little spray bottle Mm. by a company called dirt okay and it's a travel stain remover like clothes Mm -hmm. okay now just let me give you the scenario (laughs) had a girlfriend over on the weekend she was wearing a pale colored shirt dress she's got a one-year-old yeah she was holding her one-year-old one-year-old was eating strawberries (laughs) strawberry all over her shirt And I was like, oh, babe, strawberry, do you want me to? Because she was at my house. I was like, do you want me to just chuck it in the water? And she's like, no, 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 dirt. And I was like, come again? She's like, babe, haven't you heard of dirt? I was like, no, educate me. She pulled out this spray bottle. She sprayed, I don't know, five pumps onto each stain. And she's like, and just leave it and it'll work its magic. So anyway, we just conversed. I shit you. (laughs) You conversed? I conversed. (laughs) 
Uh, shit you not. 20 minutes later, I looked down at her shirt. Gone. Stains were gone. Oh. I think oh, we had this stuff when I worked at Witchery. I don't know. I think it was called dirt, but it was like magic. And I was like, what is oh, this? Yes. What I chemicals was, are I, in there? Yeah, it's concerning. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, think yeah. You wouldn't want to consume it, <laughs> no. ingest it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so impressed. Okay. All right. You ordered pen. some? I have. Okay. I've got some on the way. Because I was like, it's such a small bottle. It yeah. fits perfectly in your bag. It's small, but mighty and potent and powerful yeah. because <laughs> you literally <laughs> just spray it on, yeah. you know. It'll last you a year, I reckon, that bottle. But I just thought, how great if you spilt wine Mm. on yourself. What about like couches? Would it work on a couch? I don't know, but I'll test it out. She did say that... I get a bottle for my my dad. Bolognese is the most stubborn. Okay. But things like watermelon, strawberries, like a lot of the fruits. Berries can be fucked. They can be totally fucked. Raspberries are a bitch to get out. Yeah. 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 But honestly, I... Cancel raspberries. I just couldn't believe it. Like I thought, oh yeah, it'll fade. No, gone. Wow. Like gone. Like I was like, this is magic. Cool. So yeah, dirt is the brand. I started following them on Instagram. Ordered a bottle. Is it like a part of the you know big cleaning, (laughs) or is it like a small mum run? Or you know, what's the what's the business? Well, we'll judge off the Instagram metrics, shall we? They got forty six thousand followers on Instagram. So that's quite big, but. Are they part of like spray and wipe? I don't think so. Give me a look. Give me a look. Dirt. Love it. Oh, cute branding. Cute branding. Really cute branding. Gem would love this. Yeah. Neutral. I'm going to visually profile this and yeah. look at it. Take one look at it and say small business. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like we're supporting a small business. Let's have a look. Let's see what the, the website is. It's a small business, folks. <laughs> We've concluded. Just by profiling. Yeah. It's a small business. Visually profiling. Go and throw your support behind it. And seriously, try this magical stain remover. And tell me, I haven't uncovered Dude, something. It's a magical. Shopify website, so it is a small business. Yeah, okay. yeah great. All right. Yes, <laughs> dirt. I mean, it's cool rather than supporting, you know, like no, Procter and Gamble or whatever. Yeah. Hit me with your not spun, guys. Mine's retro. I don't have a brand. I don't have a price point. I don't have a link for you. I've just got a th- an appliance. Get yourself a goddamn jaffle maker. Damn okay. straight. I lost my jaffle maker in the divorce two and a half years ago. And it took me that long to just go to Big W, grab myself a $59 jaffle maker. And now we are exclusively a jaffle family. Revs, you and my husband are a bit in sync here. Because yeah. just last week he bought a sandwich press. Yes. I know it's not the same. It's not quite the same. But no. I, yeah. But, but it's that toasting dude, of sandwiches. Dude, so coming into winter, you want a toasty, comforting meal. Yeah. Guys, what can't you put in a jaffle? You know, I put bolognese and cheese in there for the kids. We do baked beans. We do Nutella. We do cheese. Jem had a cheese and Tabasco one before we started this record. It was delicious. Rev's you know, had a Nutella one. I, like, can I start a jaffle blog? You know, do I buy a van and be a traveling jaffle lady? Like, no, I'm very, no, Rev's <laughs> is not a good idea. <laughs> very okay. into jaffles if you're not getting my thing. Cozzy lives, man. You could be like, oh, we could get Thai takeaway and spend $70 or we could make jaffles. I don't know. The Thai takeaway always sounds more appealing no, to but me. It's delicious. You look forward to it. It's fun. It's easy. It's cheap as chips to make jaffles. You can use leftovers. All right, jaffle blogger. <laughs> Riddle me this. Make me an Asian based flavored jaffle. Sure. What goes in it? Oh, I'd probably do like a... What about like leftover fried rice with like um, tons of like sauce, like a maybe like a yeah, because yeah. you don't want that crumbling out. You don't in want the like first rice bite. in bread. That yeah. sounds awful. But if you like covered it in like a sticky sort of Asian sauce, sounds pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. What do you could put? You could put like shredded chicken in there with like a ponzu and um, a bit of cabbage. Yeah, cabbage. Okay, well, something I don't crunchy. make friends with cabbage, but yes, <laughs> you could do like coleslaw and beef, and then like a sticky sauce, barbecue sauce. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Jaffle Maker. <laughs> I have to say, being at Rebs' house and using her Jaffle Maker, I forgot about the seal. Yeah, the seal. It's See, the that's seal. That's the difference with the sandwich press. Yeah. I get the pros of the sandwich press. You can do anything in there. You can yep. fry an egg on a sandwich press. You, you can, can make re- a quesadilla. You can reheat pizza. I get it. They're very cool. A Jaffle, your banana bread. A Jaffle Maker has one job, mm. but that one job is a very important, very tasty job. And it, the seal on the edges. Yeah. Oh, something so about good. it. You've got to have a Jaffle for lunch. Let's have a Jaffle for lunch. Well, well, I think that's it. <laughs> I think we've covered everything from Asian Jaffles to body checking to parties to nails to cozy lives. As always, thank you for joining us, DLs, and letting us invade your ear holes. Hey, 
quick note to all the wallet mums out there. I've got a bone to pick with you. Fellow wallet mum. Okay. Now listen with the merch, the runaway hits, obviously skim flat wine and coffee, 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 wine, wine, wine. Those tumblers are gone. Okay. The potty uniform run out the door. Good mum. Hundreds gone. Wallet mums. I know. You're not repping. No, or are they actually repping? I know they are. <laughs> yeah. You guys, you guys are genuinely repping and we're not into this kind of repping. Get your shit together. Come on, wallet mums. We're not going to be represented out there, okay? Like, it's so fucking wallet mum to not get your shit together to buy the wallet mum t shirt. And the good mums bought like four good mum t shirts for all her good mum friends. Wallet mums, come on. You've got to pull it together and get yourself a T-shirt. We need to have you out there. You know, like, let's let's be visible. Yeah. Guys. What mess mums on display. Revs and Gem are wallet mums. We are wallet mums. We need to feel seen and heard. Can I just say, I have a 2XL wallet mum T-shirt that I sleep in. It's my bed shirt. Mm-hmm. Man, that is some princess shit right there. It Love is it. so comfy. It like It's like a little dress. It goes below my undies. So much so that when these smoke alarm guys came at 7.30 in the morning and I had not gotten out of it, I could answer the door. You felt covered. I felt covered enough. They did like scan me and were like, what's this? I sleep in my uniform. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Nice. Size? I'm sleeping in an L. Yeah, still comfy. Yeah. It's still oversized. Still, yeah, nothing tight. Do you know what it is that I love? Mm. And I know we don't make the t-shirts. Like we have partnered with Confetti Rebels, but... The fabric, yeah, the it's so good. is yeah. so good. I've washed my uniform three times. It's coming up mwah, each time. Anyway, just a little plug there for the merch. And Wallet Mums, come on, get your shit together. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back in your ear holes bright and early Friday morning harassing Wallet Mums to get their shit together. <laughs> With a bestie hotline. One of these days we'll have an outro, outro to our podcast. It's been a while since we've done that one. Love Bye. It. Bye.